You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hey up there, how's it going? I'm uh, For those people listening on audio, I'm waving to the wide shot. It's just me in a wide shot. And there's a close-up of me if you're watching on YouTube. Um, another week. I finally went grocery shopping again. It was a good uh, 10 days or more. I've been quarantined for 22 days now or something. All right, big deal. Just trying to keep safe. But today I did go to the grocery store, wore a mask, and on the way home, I drove by a couple of friends' house. I stayed in the truck, was far away, and I just called them, said step outside, waved to them. So I might send a video out there of just friends waving from 100 yards away. Um, just wanted some some kind of, you know, I have some celebrity friends around here, some friends that aren't celebrities. Uh, and I just, uh, I just waved at them. I did a drive-by. Uh, what are you doing? Tweet me, Instagram me. What are you doing during the quarantine? Do you have a family? Are you alone like me? Are you are you playing some music? Or what kind of music are you listening to right now? I kind of sound like a DJ right now. Ninety nine point five WKDQ. Hey, fans of Inside of You or first time listeners, what are you listening to out there? Huh? What are you? What's getting you going? What are you eating? What are you cooking? Are you cooking out there? Make sure you exercise. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but. Uh, I find that when I do exercise, I feel a lot better. I try to fill my days up with uh, things, you know, walks, playing with the dogs. It's funny how much better you feel when you just write down, ah, from one to two, I'll play with the dogs. From two to three, I'll cut my finger open like I did. That's why I have a Band-Aid. Uh, anyway. So, uh, hey, we've got a great episode. Those of you who uh, didn't get a chance to listen to Nick Swartzen, boy, that was a good one. Uh, very funny comedian. Hangs with, uh, you know, the Sandler gang. He's in all the Sandler movies. Uh, really funny, funny guy. And um, if you haven't listened to him, make sure you watch it on YouTube or uh, listen. Um, and subscribe, please, to Inside of You on the YouTube. And, uh, you know, it's really helping. I'm trying to grow. And it's tough because people commuting. They're not commuting as much. People aren't working as much. So, uh, but I, I, I appreciate the support. I appreciate my patrons out there. You know who you are. And I'll say your names, of course. Some of you out uh, on the outro, um, you know, the handles, all that stuff inside of your podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and spread the word, you know, that's how it works. It's word of mouth. If you really are liking it, digging it, it's helping you. Got great guests. One of which today is uh, this guy, you know, it, <laughs> this is the second time he's come on. This is the first time we, we did the interview with, uh, so you could watch it, you know, we film them now. And, uh, it's pretty great. Ryan Tez, my uh, editor engineer, he really does such a superb job in the editing room and um, getting the goods. Rooker is a tough type. Tough type? Yeah, I said it. Uh, I've known him for a long time. He's a friend. A uh, lot of great stories. It's hard to get him serious, but when he does, it's, uh, you know, you can see it. He's trying to hold back. But you know, you know there's something there. There's a lot of history behind his eyes and Great actor, great intensity, just very forthcoming, honest, and uh, I loved having him. So uh, just a reminder before we go to Michael Rooker, uh, you know, I'm trying to do this uh, live podcast with Zach Levi. That might might not happen. I don't know. It's July 2nd at the North Door. Back-to-back -back shows, July 2nd, Austin, Texas. Uh, conventions, guys, we'll just see what happens down the road. Um, you know, you could always listen to Left on Laurel, the band, my band playing. Um, you could listen to it for free all over streaming. Tell me what you think. 
the online store is still open, didn't close, online, inside of you, um, online store. But seriously, uh, you know, tweet me, Instagram me. I'm doing a lot of these Instagram lives, so if you're listening and you haven't got a chance, it's great. It's kind of like a sing-along. People throw songs at me, and I've never heard, or I know I've heard, but I've never played before, and I just I have a guitar, and I look them up, and I put chords, and I just try to play it off the cuff, and sometimes it's shitty, and sometimes it's great, and uh, people are really digging it. I, I bring people on the video and the Instagram lives. It's fun. Also, if you're a really big fan of the podcast, join Patreon. Uh, if you want extra footage, bonus footage, questions with me inside of me, videos to you, messages to you, uh, some tiers get merch uh, packages every few months. Um, you get to ask uh, questions to the guests. It's a lot of fun. It's a community. I now do a YouTube Patreon. I did it last week, and boy, it was a success. We had a lot of fun. All my patrons got on there, and we just, it was just us. So uh, feel free to do that. And most importantly, forget everything I said if you want, and help your fellow uh, human being by, uh, going, you know, supporting the Ronald McDonald house. I just, uh, did a dinner with my friend, Daisy Yoreño. She and I, um, sponsored a dinner at the Ronald McDonald house for all the families. And if you don't know what Ronald McDonald house is, imagine, you know, these are children, kids, babies that are suffering from many different things, cancers, leukemias, just different things. And, um, Ronald McDonald house, uh, um, they house the families while their child is going through treatment. So it's a pretty amazing um, place. And uh, they need your help. The families need food, and they're always looking for a sponsor of a, a dinner. You can get a dinner, I think, for 250 bucks. So if you have 25 friends, 10 bucks each. Um, I try to do as many as I can. Also, Echoes of Hope, Foster Youth is a great charity. And Food on Foot, the homeless are really suffering. You think it's it's tough being homeless before this. Like it could be any tougher, and it and it just got tougher. So food, foodonfoot.org, Ask for my friend Rob Danson. Uh, tell him uh, old Michael Rosenbaum sent you. Um, anyway, you know it's always nice to help. It always feels good. You know there was a great thing that happened. Uh, I'll say one more thing on Instagram Live. I don't know if I told you the story, but uh, I randomly select people and I just go, and they come up on the video, and they you know it's half a screen of the person, randoms, and me and. So I just said, oh, let's go with Megan Clifford. And she goes, hey, I was a Make-A-Wish kid. I was a Make-A-Wish kid, and I came on the set of Smallville 16 years ago. And she started telling me uh, you know, how it changed her life and how nice I was, how nice everyone was. And it was just an emotional thing. So uh, I posted it on Instagram. It's a wonderful story amidst all the horror out there. Um, but have hope, man. I, I think one of the things that get, gets annoying is how many how many people are get you get these articles every day, right? We get these articles like, oh, check this out. They said that this is going to happen. Oh, look at this. Some guy's got a cure in uh, Al Albuquerque. Oh, th and it just goes on and on. It's so much that you're just like, and then, then you do it too. You find some morsel of hope that hey, someone's going to have a cure. And I think they're working. I think they are getting close. And I think we should have hope. And it's good to have hope. And um, you know. It's just important to just love each other, love the shit out of each other. And you know what? I love this guy, Michael Rooker, Walking Dead, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, um, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. Uh, I got to work with him. He's wonderful. He's intense. He's hilarious. Uh, you got to check him out. Let's get inside of Michael Rooker. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum.
Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. I dig it. So, so you're married. Yeah. You've been married for how long? She won't watch this, don't worry. How long have I been married, man? Ryan? Uh, Have you done some research? I have. You want me to guess? Is this on me now? Oh, jeez. You've been married. How long have you been married? Well, you have a grandkid, so I'm guessing you probably have been married 38 years. (laughs) You already knew. (laughs) What a chump. No, I didn't know. Is that true? Is that it? Yeah, about that. 38 years, it's about right in in that area. Yeah. Your wife probably. What's her name? She doesn't like to be talked about. Talked about Mrs. Rooker. Is that safe to say? That's right. Mrs. Rooker, does she? She knows you so well that she probably just like she doesn't even like. Does she call you out on shit? You just seem like someone that I, I mean, I've known you a while. I've known you a while. Yeah. I've seen you. You're fun. You're always spontaneous. You're always up to no good, but you got a big heart. But I'm just saying, she, someone who's married to you, something like she doesn't. She doesn't call me out. I mean, uh, on what, you know? Does she ever say you're... Like, she said she thinks I'm crazy when I want to drive all the way across country. That's what I was getting to. To pick up a rifle. Oh, a rifle. I, I, to pick I, up I, a <laughs> truck. To pick up a, 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 new, uh, a new bow. Is this something you do? Is this something yeah. that you will go for... Uh, uh, you'll take a flight somewhere or drive yeah. hours or yeah. to pick up something you like? That's right. Well, I, I, I worked for UPS at one point in time. Or how so, old were you when I this know. happened? So this I was know. before so Henry. I know. I know. You're a good truck driver. I drive. Yeah, I, I'm a good driver. I, I like driving. <laughs> I I um I can drive for many hours. What is it about driving that you love so much? There's got to be something. Yeah, I'm by myself. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Because I notice, like when you when you go to these cons or when you're on set, you everybody's like. Focused on you. You're oh, full yeah. of energy. Yeah. You're full of life. Yeah, but yeah, when but, you got your downtime, you get your downtime. So driving was a nice, nice break. Cool. Just chill out on your own. You know, stop when you want to stop. You know. Where do you stop? Truck do you, stops. Do you see a Hardee's? Does Hardee's still exist? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the Hardee's. Dude, Hardee's is a big company. Yeah, I think they it still became e- Carl's Jr., though. They still exist. Did, would it, would, no, it did not. I think it did, right? Did it really? No, I think they both exist as one. They, yeah. yeah. I think it's Hardee's like, once you the, cross that, the middle part of the country. Of whole, oh, part of that chain. Yeah, 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 right. But when you say truck stops, you stop. What do you do at a truck stop? It's just you get some water, you stretch your legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you stop at your hotel and choose, choose a hotel. You don't look like a fa- you're not a fancy guy. You stay at like what? The nights in? Well, well, there's not a lot. <laughs> there's not a lot on the choices. There's not a lot of choices. What are the choices? There's actually a lot. Of, there's there are more choices than you would think. La Quinta. Well, La Quinta's a fancy place, isn't okay. it? Sounds fancy. Holiday Inn Express. Holiday Inn. Um, you uh, uh, best westerns. Um. Uh, turn the light on, you know. What's that one? Motel 6. Motel we'll 6. leave the light on for Yo, you. No, baby, Motel 6. Turn the light on. What, uh, do okay. You, do you Stuff try like to save a buck? Because you're a guy who has a lot of money. You've been working in the industry a long time. I always try to save a buck. Well, obviously, you went to Wisconsin. Yeah. You just flew to Wisconsin to save 10 grand on a, on a beautiful truck, which is parked. 
Yeah. Uh, filling up uh, three driveways outside. Pretty much. It's a huge <laughs> it truck. It is huge. It's it. You know what? Well, I, I have an Airstream, so I'm going to tow this Airstream. And the Airstream is uh, um, an old-style Airstream that's all... The silver roundish all ones. decked out now. All buffed down. It's beautiful, and it's looking new, and it's very cool. And if I'm going and, and if I have it ever have it towed, or if it's ever towed, it's going to be by me. <laughs> <laughs> no because I'm tired out. of other people breaking my shit. Okay? Who breaks your shit? All the, oh, the Teamsters when they drive my trailer to and from sets. But that's not your trailer. No, that's my trailer. Uh, they've rented my trailer. Oh, so they my pay air. you to use your airstream. That's right. And so these Teamsters on whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad. I'm not pointing for, anyone out. It's whatever just a, it is. Several movies that I've they, done they in the up. past. I've had this thing for 28 years. They don't take care of it. Well, they try to take care of it, but uh, sometimes crap falls off the back of the truck, hits the wind. You know, it's I got to get morning, people are look, tired. I, I got to get it fixed. Almost every movie that I took it on, I had to get it fixed. Do out. you make the studio pay for it? Well, they have. Well, they pay for it. They don't argue about that. You know, so, okay, you, you it's broke this. It's insured and all that stuff. Now, what's the first thing you do when you're on set? Do you go, uh, "Who's the head of uh, Transpo here?" Al, come here for a don't second. Don't scratch my stuff. Do you, is that do you? Do you I, I, I picture you making <laughs> a point. You go, Al. This is my airstream. I've had. It. I know you're going to say you're going to take care of, it, but in the past, this thing's gotten effed up. I, so I'm asking you to take extra precaution. I do. I do. Is and it getting you, better? And they will. And they do. You know, but accidents happen. So you're expecting this airstream to get fucked up usually when? Yeah. When, yeah. But when you tell it. Well, it's fine. When I tow it, it's going to get totaled probably. <laughs> I did see that. Now, you, you, you go camping. Uh, no, I, I've towed it before on, uh, on a very, uh, on a, uh, in a truck that was way less truck than I needed to tow it. Right. On, and it was not fun. So this time when I bought a truck, I bought a truck that's, you know, it's enough truck. To- it's enough truck. It's built to, uh, uh, Tow that and pull that with no problem. Does Mrs. Rooker go with you on any trips to camp? You camp, you camp, right? Sometimes she'll camp with you. Now, I, this this was only for business, right? For business, but what do you do? You well, go camping? Never, I, I never use it for camping. So for camping, what do you do? Uh, you just rent a tent. You have a tent. You buy a tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would I would take this now to the woods, park it someplace. And- yeah. Are you someone who could like if you're left in a jungle or left in the woods for like a week, you could get by? If I were left in the woods for a week, you know, like these shows they have, they have naked and afraid. Naked Obviously, afraid. you wouldn't be naked. Well, naked and afraid is not my show. But, no. Uh, what's the other one? Survival. Survival sur- of the something fittest. Survival. Survivor. Survivor. Right. Could so you do that if you were on a show? Is that the cat with the blonde hair and the? He's got the knife on his. I think that's the Beastmaster. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But <laughs> do you remember the Beastmaster? That was a good movie. I like those shows. You know, they're smart shows. Do you think you could do it, though? Do you look at them and go, I could fucking do that. These idiots. I could do that. Well, yeah, I played. I lived in the woods all my life, practically. Where where'd you live again? Not in Georgia. Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. So you About can. half my life, Alabama. The rest was in Chicago. You can start a fire right away? I could start, I could start a fire. How yeah. would you do it if you didn't have a lighter? If you didn't have a lighter? Yeah. I, you would be prepared. Okay. First off, you would be prepared. If you ever found yourself unprepared, then you're in trouble. And you could, yeah, it's still possible. You know, it's still possible with friction. And if you have cord, take your shoelaces off, you 
tie the little thing on the thing with this the stick and you rub it and you rub it until friction happens and you you have dry good stuff you know from bark or right. something under some other under some kind of underbrush right. that's dry hopefully it's not raining you're right. in big trouble yeah, if it do? is yeah. and even with that you can still find stuff i would love to see a show called camping with rooker you just out there with other idiot celebrities, but you know you know with how to nothing. survive. Nothing. Out there with nothing. Could you imagine you're out there with me trying to show me how Dude, to do shit? Merle Dixon was, <laughs> that was like my home away from home character. <laughs> Merle Dixon could do anything in the woods, survive, uh, find food, uh, whatever he needed to do, shelter of some kind. And uh, that's kind of basically what, I could do. You can do those things. I can do those now, things. It's funny yeah. you bring up that. I wasn't going to bring this up, but it was all over the place. And I know you but, can. But yeah, it's, go ahead. it's all about being prepared. Yeah. So if you Any, go anything into, is. Look, if you go into the woods without a pistol. Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> a pistol. A rifle, pistol. Whatever. You, you, a right. knife, a bow. Something to protect something yourself. To, well, not necessarily to protect yourself, but to, uh, to um, if you need to hunt or something like that you can but it's also also for uh you know we're not head of the food chain out there bo right you know in case you didn't realize that <laughs> yeah i'm aware yeah we could get eaten oh sure easily have so, you ever been attacked by an animal <laughs> yeah i was attacked by a terrier once a dog <laughs> a dog yeah yeah like a my, vicious dog it bit my thigh did you have to take care of the dog i chased it two blocks while its owner was chasing me, yelling, don't kill my don't dog, kill don't my... kill my he dog. He bit you good, you're he bleeding? He bit me, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And, Did you have to go to the doctor right away? You're like, hey, I could have uh, something nah, here? Nah, 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 his dog, I, I knew the dog and I knew him. Did he calm you down? Uh, I, well, no, I calmed myself down because I got exhausted. The dog ran all the way home. I didn't, I'm not going to chase it all now, the way Now, with you, do you feel like, okay, you, so this dog bit you. You seem like a guy that, you know, you're calm, you're cool, you're whatever. I was. But if something happens, I was still, snap. I was still calm. You can snap, though, can't you? I was still calm. I was still very cool. When the dog bit me, he jumped up, bit me. Right in the groin. Groin area. Right, yeah, yeah, dude. Landed on the ground, looked up at me again. I looked down at it. I didn't say anything. And it took off. It knew. It read my mind. Fear. It knew. Fight or flight. He flight. saw in my eyes, in, he smelled my intention was to take it and smash it upside the building somewhere. You know? Yeah. You're going to bite me. This is what's going to happen. It, it, but it, it ran away and I'm glad it did because it's a cute little dog. Right, right, right. I didn't know. I, I really wouldn't want to hurt the dog. Now, see, what I'm thinking is when people watch you know, all these movies and <laughs> they, you saw... <laughs> Well, sometimes <laughs> what are we talking about? What have we talked about so far? Your truck, trucks, being alone, being in the woods, animals, alone, but, woods, but aren't you happy dogs, about that? Biting dogs. Well, look, <laughs> what I'm thinking is like, you have a, you have a temper. You're like one of those guys. Can you really have, you can, you, you can lose your shit, right? But can you lose your shit now? Cause I know you meditate, you do all this shit. I, I, I can get upset, but you really uh, have control, sort of, a, sort of a controlled upset. Can you get out of control? Sometimes I get upset just for the show. So you're just pretend angry. At times. So you're just saying, I want people to think I'm crazy, but I'm really in control of what I'm doing well, right now. Well, I don't think that much about it, but <laughs> I'm a very forgiving person. Right. 
you know, if you do something to me right. and you're really sorry, I won't hurt you. What if I bite you your know? leg? I would bite you back. You probably would. I probably would have bit the dog back. You would have. Yeah. I would have picked him up and bit his little nose. <laughs> so how does that feel? <laughs> I like that you go after the nose. <laughs> Not the cheek or the tail. I'm going to bite his little nose. No, I eyeball him. Pick him up. Put his little face in my face. And I go, what do you think about this? Hey, let, let me ask a question. All right. So you go back to Merle because you were talking oh about Merle and how he would survive. <laughs> Ryan loves this. <laughs> let me, there was posts everywhere. Twitter, uh, Instagram, everything. About it said Merle, uh, the reason Merle didn't come back or whatever, AMC is cheap. <laughs> that was everywhere. Yes, it was. It was great. And you love it. That was great. Were that they cheap? Great. Were they ch- Of course they were cheap. Come on, give me a break. Are you serious? <laughs> Nobody got any money those first three, four seasons. And you busted your ass. You know, and we killed it, dude. We worked our asses off and we made that series. Okay. But nobody got any money. I mean, we got paid really basic, basic salaries. Uh, but of course, you know, the show becomes popular and then, and I, you know, they start paying people after that. But I don't blame them. I'd do the same thing. Why would I want to pay top dollar on a show that's not proven? And, uh, you know, and, and if I could get really good actors to do this for less money, go for but it. But after it becomes a... You know, that's my producer brain thinking. But you after know, it becomes a not? bona fide hit, aren't you thinking, you know, I deserve a little more money now? Well, yeah, of course you do. And they, and they do. They get more money now. Right, but you, you the, could... The, not the beginning ones. Right. Not the, the new guys. But the new the, guys, the old, Norman and all those guys get plenty of money. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were and kind they of... deserve it. They deserve it. Dude, everybody gets hurt on that show. You know, oh, yeah. we, we're running through woods, jumping over logs, dodging, got, what was, dodging get... rattlesnakes. I mean, come on. You everybody, got hurt? Everything. What did you feel? What was the worst day where you're like, I, I hurt myself here? I never hurt myself on the show. Are you smart enough to go, stunt man, I'm not doing that shit? Oh, no, I get a stunt. I get the stunt guy. Always. But we didn't, we didn't really have any stunt guys at that time. We did everything ourselves. We did all the fighting, all the uh, rolling around in the mud and dirt and the blood and the beer and, and everything, and we did it all ourselves. Who did you get along with the most on Walking Dead? Honestly, the one guy you're like, I like to see him. I like to talk to him. He's fun. Or her. You know, me, me and Norman got along just fine. And we 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 liked hanging out and talking. Um, I, you know, you're so, you know how it is. Yeah. You're so busy. You really don't, unless you make a superhuman effort to hang out. Right. You don't hang out. You go home, you go to your hotel and you sleep. You're exhausted. Norman would go home without cleaning up and taking makeup off. So that you just time. stink? You're so tired, dude. You just, you, you quit. They wrap you. You don't, you don't even want to take the 30 minutes or whatever it takes to get cleaned up. You just hop on your bike and you go and, and you shower when you get home. Did you notice anybody? Who I just did that many times. That kind of played the part who just like, it was like, it kind of actually stinks like his character would. You know, I think we all probably were. Especially those hot days in Atlanta, yeah, right? Dude, it's hot and it's sweaty. There's not much you can do about it. Were you exhausted? You, know? you think you're going to pass out? Like, I fuck, I'm tired. No, no, I've never, I never, I never felt that on that show at all. I, I, even on the rooftop when it was a one fifteen, when, uh, the um, hand, other people people are getting weak and passing out. I was just sitting there. Who was passing out? A a couple, a couple of the actors. Oh, you're not on the show anymore. No, a couple of the actors, uh, um, guys, girls. 
Both? Yeah. Passing out. Like, get him some water. Getting get, a, get a paramedic getting, care. Getting weak. Yeah. Almost passing and out. And you were like, holy shit, people are passing out. Yeah, dude. I, I kept drinking. I, I kept uh, uh, hydrating. But that doesn't help sometimes. What, water? For example, I just did a movie in Fiji. Fantasy Island. I heard about that. It's a uh, Bloom. Yeah. Bloomhouse? Yep. yep, yep, yep. Is it good? It's. I just saw it. It's good. Okay. I like it. Okay. And my first two, three days on that show were the hardest, most dangerous working days I had ever Why? been, ever done on any show ever. Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? I saw that. I was just watching, rewatching Sea of Love with your scene with Pacino where you're fighting. And that scene is the most intense scene that goes yeah. on. Oh, harder yeah. than that? Oh, harder than that. I had never felt as though I think I'm going to pass out. And that happened on Fantasy Island. My first two days, I'm fighting this guy that's like seven foot tall, probably 280 pounds. And we're rolling around in the dirt and the gravel on the top of a mountain. There's no air conditioning. There's, and I, I, How hot I, is it? And I don't like to eat and snack like a lot of other actors will do. You need do. that though, don't you? But I, you? That's my mistake. I do, you do need it. Because I was, uh, I was depleting all of my electrolytes. I was sweating. I, I was drinking plenty of water. But the doctor, when he got there, was saying, look, what's going on is that you've depleted your electrolytes. Now you're drinking a lot of water. You've been drinking a lot of water. But all you're doing is are, you are basically... Um, Exhausting, you're, you're, you're hydrating. You're, you're hydrating yourself but you are diluting the electrolytes that you still have ah. left. So what I needed to do, even more than drink water, was to have some sort of uh, uh, drink with electrolytes. And that's basically what happened. And that helped? Yeah, yeah. He gave me a couple. He gave me some powdered electrolytes. I took two of those guys, half a bottle each, and and within 20 minutes, I felt good. Were you worried, though, like, oh, my God, am I getting old? Is something happening to me? Am I going to have a no, heart dude, attack? I, I... I was like, honestly, in between takes, I would just drop to the ground. I was on the ground. People had umbrellas over me. I mean. Yeah, you didn't know, and it happened quickly? It happened. Within... Yeah, yeah. It was like there was no stopping. We were working all day long in this heat. And... um uh, you oh, know, I had God. had heat exhaustion, heat stroke once. Where? And it was in it was in Wisconsin, actually. I had heat. Uh, wait, I had when heat, you were, I had heat stroke once. Oh, not this on this show, but I knew it was coming because I'd had it before, and I I knew, wow, if if we keep going like this, something's going to happen. What happens when you get heat stroke? Oh, I I I was standing next to my motorcycle, and the next moment. I'm watching my feet being drugged into the shade. Passed out. I totally passed out. Yeah. Totally passed out. I was out, the hospital? out like a light. Next thing I knew, I felt this weight on my chest. And somebody had dumped the cooler on my chest to cool my body down. And um, I felt fine after about an hour or so. But uh, But after that, it took me about a year and a half or so to get unsent to for my body to recoup and get and feel okay in the sun. 
it's tough. It's a really bad situation. Yeah. So that I felt in doing the Fiji show, that was really hard. Now I'm going to see it. Yeah, just to see really, how what you were doing. What if really, they cut it? Did they cut it all? And it's just like one dude. throw. I'm like well, that's it. Yeah, he had a heat stroke from that shit. <laughs> just got thrown down once, and that was his double. It was Fucking nuts. Rooker. It was nuts. So after that, though, I learned learned my lesson. Snack a little bit. Snack. What kind of snacks? You know, nuts. It can be nuts, cheese, something. Snacking some nuts. Fruit. You know. Yeah. Yeah, something like Take that. Take care of yourself a little. It's just anything right. that has some sugar, some, you know, electrolytes, and, and drink. Of course, yeah. hydrate, right. but don't overhydrate. You're educating people out yeah. there. Not... Don't know. Dude, I hey, mean, it's serious. I'm telling you, I've done so many movies and I never get hurt and, and, and I just keep going and going and going. There's no, I'm like the. the You're a machine. Yeah, and, and you and don't get anxiety. I don't get anxiety. I don't get tired. I never, just, never. I one of the few actors that have come on here and said, "Yeah, just don't get anxiety." You, you really have never been. Oh fuck! I'm anxious. I'm nervous about something. I can't fucking get oh, it. I don't. No, you get that. I don't get that. You don't. You don't give a fuck. No, I don't. I don't. You care. really don't ever care. No, this is true. No matter what, you never get embarrassed. Other people on the set. And they're like, oh, Rooker doesn't know his lines. No, you don't go, I, oh, fuck. Oh, my lines? No, I don't care about knowing my lines. You really don't. <laughs> I mean, no, you usually know but them. But usually you know your lines. You right. know your stuff. So if you go up or down or inside out, in between lines, you're changing them, you're fixing them, usually. <laughs> but yeah. but um, sometimes, like when you work a gun, you don't need to fix anything. It's just the, so what the script says it, is. It's great stuff. So you learn well, it way you, ahead of time, well, right? You want, yeah, you want to say, you want to do it because it's so well bloody written. You want to do it the way it's written. Do you? Most yeah. scripts, and you you can tell me if I'm over-exaggerating, but 90% of all scripts, you want to change it. It's got to be changed say. because it sucks. And by usually. the way, that's the hardest to memorize lines when they're, and I was talking when about they're people, constantly people changing. Always talking about memorizing. It's the, you, you told me something once where it's like, didn't have, didn't you have to like read, read your lines or have this? Cause it was, they gave you a monologue or some shit. Like, Oh no, I just, I did this year, this past year, a, uh, a TV show, um, with Mahershala Ali. Oh, you did. Uh, don't say it. Detective. True detective. True detective. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I had two days to learn a nine-page walk and talk. Obviously, that ain't happening. I mean, even for the best of us, no, that ain't happening. I'd probably turn that down. Scare got, the shit out of me. No, you know I'm not what? doing that. Why are you I, doing that? I know. I should have turned it down. But my friend, <laughs> Sackheim, was directing it. And he said, you come and do it. And I said, okay. And I, I said, okay. I do a lot of things for friends. That sometimes I shouldn't, but I should have said, dude, like not, this podcast, not, enough, not enough time. Well, exactly. This podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not having fun. Here. So this I isn't... get, I get there and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And we talk and I say, this ain't happening. Come on. How's that? How's this possible? What did this, he say to you? Look, this is going to take this, 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 look, we got to do this in one day. Give me a break. Nine pages. Nine pages in one day. Walk and talk, a lot of it. Most of it. And he said, well, we have this actor that does a lot of the voiceover stuff for us. 
And he uses an ear. That's what I want to do. He uses an inner ear. And he he said, would you like to try that? I I said, I've never done it. I've heard about it, of course. And he said, would you like to try it? I said, there's no other choice, dude. Let's just do it. I, I mean, and so I, I got with the uh, the script lady. And you weren't nervous at all? No, I wasn't nervous. It was a challenge. So I don't get, it was a, it was a great it was challenge. Like, all right, well, let's see how this let's turns see out. How it, let's see how it works. So I got with the, the lady and she has an accent. So I'm like, oh, great. Oh, so, she, so she's going to be the reader. And right, she's so gonna, let, me, let me set it up. Okay. So Earwig is... Pretty much, he has a piece in his ear, if you don't know. If you're an actor, you probably know it. But you have an ear. Brando used one. I think Robert Downey Jr. might use it every once in a while. And I want to use it. And Rooker used one. So they put it in your ear, and then someone reads. Uh, usually, you've rehearsed it in the sense that they know your cadence. They mm-hmm. read you the lines, how you want to deliver them. So he was sort of on the fly. And now she's delivering them off camera on a little microphone that's trans- Transferring the information and hearing her voice. Through, through so Bluetooth. You, there are right, no wires Bluetooth, involved. Bluetooth, right. No wires, and right. You don't, especially if you have long hair, you don't, you don't ever see it. And so uh, I said, yeah, let, let's do it. So that's the, that's the setup. So we got there. We rehearsed about an hour and a half. And then we started shooting. Hour and a half of you with the earwig? Yeah. Me and her on our, on our own. Just, Did it feel like it was getting there? Well, you know what? It worked great. I realized... As soon as we started doing it, that I had been doing this all my life. I don't, I don't have the luxury of having an, a, 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 a person with me all the time working and running lines. So I use a tape recorder to get the basics of my lines. Right. All right. And it's, it's just, it's repetition over and over and over and over driving across country to your set by the time you get to the set, you know your lines. Listening to him. So what you do is you put it, it's like Rooker, you might go, I don't give a shit what you tell me, I'm doing this. And then there's a little blank area of the other guy's line. And then your next line or whatever, That's however right. you want to do it. Right. I do it two different, I do it two or three different ways. I do the entire script, both sides. Both lines. Yeah. Your line, their and line. And then I do, and then I do a version that has that person's lines and, and not my lines. So you just hear them go, right. I don't care about that. And then so you could say, go so fuck I yourself. Leave, so right. I say my lines to myself. So I get the right timing mm-hmm. for the for the uh, the break, for the quiet break. Right. right? And and then uh, and then I that's how I do it. And that's how I I I start out with both lines. If it, it depends on how long I've been with the script. Sometimes it's like two days. You get the script. You got to be on set in four days right. and stuff like that. So that's what I had been doing all my life. So when I got with the script girl for True Detective, it was like I'd been doing it forever. Well, not only that, fucking, but this is forever. better because you don't really imagine going on set going, I know what's happening. I just need somebody to say the lines to me and then I say them. So for instance, let me be the girl with an accent. Okay, you be the girl with the accent and I'll do it. Let's do it. Okay, you go right. ahead. Go ahead and say whatever you want to say. All right, for instance. All right, um, for instance, what? I don't care what you talk about. I don't about. care what you give a f- This is the reality. This is the reality. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I've said this again. I said this a One more times. time. One more time, I don't asshole. give a fuck. I don't give two fucks. You can listen you to can my listen fucking to me. dick you listen. in your fucking I'm gonna ear. I'm going to say D-I-C-K, <laughs> but I'm not going to say See that? It, but see, that's that, how it's that's done. How, do, do, do me. Do me. See if I can do it. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You're late. 
You're late. You're late. You're late. It's too late. It's too late. It's got to be almost right on top. Almost right on top of it. Now you're getting. Now you're getting. That's how you do do it, man. That's it. That's it. And then you add your own little things in there. They do the reading. You do the acting. Don't. Now what do you do if there's other actors around? It doesn't matter. So if everybody they're on knows, cue. As long as they know their lines. But the, So your person's got to be listening for their lines to be on cue to give you the line. Well, of course. Yeah, that's how it's done. And what do you do, though? You go, so let's say uh, fucking Ryan says a line, then I say a line, there's nothing from you, and you're like, hey, it's not what? my fault. It's the person saying my lines. They didn't get... <laughs> no, I don't do that. But when I, when I was there, that's, I had no other choice. And so we, we ended up Dude, we ended up. You've seen the scene. Yeah, it's a killer scene. Killer dude. scene. There's no I way, never would have no thought way that. in hell you could tell. And it never. was, and it was, it as an actor, it gave me more freedom to respond in a more in an even more spontaneous manner. So why don't you do that? So why don't you do it, it again forever? I would do it again many times. Any I would do it again anytime. So, Anytime. but why don't do you just say every movie you get? Look, I love doing this. So, just have someone that can read me the lines. Yeah, well, that's great. I would do that. You want to hire me? I mean, do look, a movie. You, Let's do a movie. Again. Yeah. Okay, I'll do the whole you movie. Hire an, we'll hire, <laughs> you you can hire an assistant. What if all the actors have their <laughs> their own? Could you imagine person? how confusing that would be? That would be I so just, crazy. <laughs> that would be so crazy. <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny is you know if there's if there's no I would do that again I would do it again especially if, if it's a nine page thing or even a two page thing saved my ass saved the production's ass saved time we got through the entire nine pages without one flub were you like amazed by it it's I like was, a gift from God it was a it was you know what it ends up being honest honest to God it it is. One of the most wonderful tools in your tool chest that you could ever have that sometimes you have to draw upon and sometimes you don't. Depends on how much time these producers and studios give you as an actor. So now when someone says, hey, can you do this? And you're thinking, oh, my God, no, let me that there's too much material, not enough time. What am I? No, I'm not that stupid. And you can just say, yeah, no problem. You lose stress. You can, now you can. By the way, you wake oh, up. There's and go, no stress whatsoever. I don't have to fucking memorize my lines all night. There's no stress. I can go out, and you're spontaneous. And if you're, you're given these lines, it's real. And you're even more spontaneous than trying to memorize shit right. in your head because you're thinking it's contrived. Right? So what if, for instance, I'm going to do it one more time? What if you're a little angry? It's emotional. And you well, have to really you, listen well, to it. it. Like you know, thing. shout. It's like yeah. I don't give a fuck what you're talking to me about. I don't. I don't want the person to do it that way. You don't. No, I want the person to read. I don't give a fuck what you say. I, not even not even that. I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah. And then you so do you, the emotion. Yeah. If you just do it normal, just normal. All right. Okay, ready? Go ahead. I don't give a fuck what I you say. I don't give a fuck what you say. You're a piece of shit. fucking prick. So, there you go. What if you have your heart of hearing? Then you got a problem. <laughs> I can't hear you. That, Can you turn it louder? That, that happened. Sorry. Have you done that? That happened. Yeah, oh, no, it, it happened on uh, True Detective. I would adjust the sound. While you're in the scene. Of, but, it, but if it's too loud, then you get feedback from the other mic that are oh, close to so you or are close to the other actor. You're going to get 
uh, you're going to get a technical, fee- some sort of feedback, and it's not good. And the director loved what you did. Everybody great. loved what I did. So they were like, and everybody knew he's going to be weird. Nobody knew. Nobody well, knew. No, on the on the set. Yeah, no people know. People know. Who gives a shit? But people who saw it had no, not even an inkling. Isn't that the key? And they loved it. Isn't that the key? I got so many cru- kudos. Yeah, you were. Fi- I, I, I got so many it. kudos from that scene, from that show, and I'm telling you, and I, you know, I don't see it as a crutch. As a crutch whatsoever, I see it as a uh, an amazing tool that I got to experience, and it worked. I think I would do. Wouldn't you like to try it once? I, I d- try it. Yeah, I want to live it. <laughs> no, no, no. If I could honestly, they could, hey, you're shooting a movie next yeah. week. We want you to come and do this scene. It's three, dude. Greg, give scene, me a I could do the whole movie. You give me. I, I don't even need to prepare. I don't. No, there's there's you gotta pre- prepare. There's you gotta, I know, of course. You got to know what happens. Well, you, you got to know, know everything that you already do in right. your preparation as an actor. Yeah, you still must do. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, uh, albeit, when you only have two days, there's not much you can do. You know, you just yeah. have to be. Your instincts have to sort of take over, and and that's. You, you know, as an actor, as a human being who knows how to read and comprehend and understand what's written, you're going to get the idea. Absolutely. Okay. It should, unless it's some yeah. other really seriously <clears throat> multi-layered dimensional script that, <laughs> yeah. why would they want you, why would they put you in a two-day situation like that? Right. So it was a two-day situation. I mean, how can they, by the way, look at Michael Rooker and think he could learn nine pages in two days? Not, not, I'm not, I know. I'm not looking at you saying you couldn't do it, but it, I know, or any actor, I know. not just Rooker, anybody who could say, yeah, I could deliver nine pages to you. It's just, those people are brilliant. The people that can do that. That's one of those rarities that you just go, wow, you're fucking, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, you know what? But then that, that calls into question, uh, uh, their, their internal preparation. They're just, they're just repeating. They're just like, they just have to memorize the lines. Yeah, so I just, just have to memorizing memorize. and, sp- and spitting them out. This is better than that. You're not memorizing lines and spitting them out on set. You know, you are taking the line into your brain and your brain is giving you an, an interpretation instantaneous. And you are, that's what I said to the reader. I said, look, you read, I act. That's all we have to do, and we'll get through this. Did she day. try it at first? Like, don't do this. Look, it's really hard for the readers, I think, uh, because they tend to want to help so much that they try to help. You don't want them to help. Right. The only help that they need to do is just to read it and read it in a natural cadence and normal. Don't what if act, you're don't ta- act for What if you're taking a long beat? What if you're like this? She says they they have to know what you're doing. They have to be in visual contact. It's really nice when they're in visual contact, right. but when they're not, they have to. You will have to had rehearsed enough for them to know when you're going to slow down. Right, right, right. And because uh, they can, you know. So Sally, it's like this, Sally. So after he says, "I am going to, I'm going to kill," I, you. I generally tell them. Wait no, ten gonna, seconds. I'm going to take a beat here. There's going to this is this uh, has to uh, have its own moment, okay? And you'll you'll understand when I begin again. So just, it'd be really just funny listen. if she, she's like she goes. I know just he takes listen. a moment, and then she forgets because her phone. She's like, and all of a sudden <laughs> you're waiting there for two minutes. She's like, oh shit, no, oh shit. There are people. No, no, not shit. There that are, wasn't the line. There are people who do this. <laughs> 
professionally and they they know it's a it's a very concentrated energy and effort, especially if this there's long monologues involved, if there's scenes like I had, like a bloody nine page walk and talk, ended up being more like a four or five page. Right. Maybe a four page walk and talk, but yeah. then the rest was on that ledge. It was a great scene. I love and, it. And it came out really good. It I was, was great. Very, I was actually very proud of myself Season that three, we made it. True detective, that right? We did it. Inside of you is brought to you by CBDMD. Guys, you know that I've got tons of this stuff at my house. I can't leave the house right now. You got to stay active. And what, what does that mean? You work out at home. You can't go to your physical therapist. You can't go to your knee doctor, your toe doctor. My friend didn't need her toe. I'm not making fun of her. I'm not mocking her. But she can't walk around. So what does she do? She goes, Michael, can you send some of that CBDMD over to D? Neen. Her name's Danine. And I do. CBDMD have powerful duo topical products to make exercise more comfy and help you get yourself back on track. CBD Freeze with menthol, an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. I've got both of them. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. We're all struggling a little bit. It's important to feel good. CBDMD really helps me with that. I use it every day. I've got flare-ups constantly. I've had neck surgeries and back surgeries, and uh, I'm 47 years old, so this stuff is just perfect for me. And it's perfect for anybody who suffers from all sorts of pains, injuries. Try it. If you don't like it, you could tweet me and say you're a piece of crap, but I know you won't. So feel your best, folks. CBDMD is offering my listeners 25% off when you use the code IOU at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code IOU for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. You know, uh, Sean Gunn, a good friend of both of ours, he was on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And he, you know, you guys worked together in Guardians, I think Suicide Squad, whatever. He says, I loved your interview with Rooker the first time because he got real. He got a little, you know, not emotional, but like, and I was like, really? I did, huh? He, he, I mean, he went on about it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Do you get, now, I know you had, a, you have a grandkids. How many grandkids? <laughs> yeah, I got two girls. Did, did you cry when they were born? No. At a happiness? <laughs> no. Like, it's a, the worst question ever. Why would I cry? Yeah, cry? Give me a break. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, your wife, Mrs. Rooker, has seen you, Mr. Rooker, emotional. Have you ever been emotional? Crying? Are you, are you a, a crier? No, I don't cry. You don't cry. Why? Be, Why should I cry? I know you were a tough kid growing up. You had a lot There's of no shit going on. There's no crying here. There's no crying. No, you know, we, you don't, know. we don't do no crying. Yeah. What's the matter with you? You say that to your grandkids? We don't hey, cry. Hey, hey, hey. Stop the crying. I bet you're a lovable Knock little... Off. Knock Come it off on. there. Hey, no crying. What what makes Rooker's heart just open? What makes his heart just he just completely melts? What I is have it? none. I don't have a Bullshit. heart. Bullshit. My heart There's don't something. melt. There is. No. There's something inside you that when something <laughs> happens, some you you melt. It's it's one thing does or that two happens things. To you? Well, there's certain things when I uh you know, when I I don't know. Sometimes if I do charity work or so, whatever, yeah. if I have a connection or someone, I, I could cry. I could open up a little bit. Yeah. Really? Not, not easily. It's, it's, it's come out more, <laughs> you know, you do. He's fucking with me. He's fucking with me. <laughs> oh my God. What is it though? Look, uh, it's what every, is it? It's everything. It's life. 
So it happens it out do, of the blue? It doesn't matter. It happens whenever it happens. What's the last time it happened? You're driving from Wisconsin in your new truck, and you're like, God damn I it. Cried it's a new truck. I cried. I got a new truck. I cried during love scenes, you know? What scenes? Well, whatever scenes. When like, I'm watching a movie, what and movie? If something's emotional. Like what? I. I I, uh, you blend, cry. I blend in with the actors and I'm, I'm there and I see it and, and it's emotional. And if, especially, especially if, if it, you know, if they're doing a good job, the actors, I saw you in the premiere of guardians of the galaxy two when yeah. Yondu dies. Yeah. And I looked over, you were like in the row in front of me cause you were one of the stars and I had a small role, but, uh, I looked yeah. over and you were just, you had tears in your eyes. I did. You did. I remember. You remember? You, obviously, you didn't know I was I looking at you. I, I just kind of looked over because I thought it was a great moment. And I looked really? at you to see how you were responding to your yeah, performance yeah. of Yondu yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. And I could see you were emotional. Yeah, there were no tears, though. I didn't see tears. I was a little far no, away. Was, there were no tears? Yeah, I, I had just had some onions, you know. So. Well, what was going through your mind when that happened? Like, this has <laughs> been a such classic a... classic movie snack of onions? <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Onions having, and nachos. I was just having a few onions. <laughs> well, what was going through your head when Yondu dies? You know, I wasn't really thinking too much about that when Yondu dies. I wasn't thinking about when Yondu dies. I'm I'm Yondu in the scene, so I don't. I'm not thinking about I'm dying or anything. Well, what like I was that. thinking of were you thinking, hey, this is really the end of Guardians for me? So no, I wasn't thinking that at all. What were you thinking? Just watching. I the wasn't movie? thinking anything. You just like just this actor's the, great. I was just doing the scene. That was it. Yeah. No, I meant when you're watching Yondu. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Watching you're watching the scene. You're watching Yondu. So you're just watching the movie. Yeah. You were able to step outside and just watch yourself as an actor play this blue character. Yeah. Although I'm a little bit when I watch scenes and things that I'm doing, I'm always wondering. I don't know if I could do that better. <laughs> I'm, that's, like, that, I did it as I, great I think, as I could. I, that was that was as great as I could possibly be great at. You know, I was, that's a great feeling. You know, because I, I normally go, I, "Wow, I could have been better." Sometimes, oh no, no, I have I have encountered times when I go, "Ah, uh, that that needed to have this." Instead. Or you didn't get it. You didn't or, quite get it. No, I never do anything ever, ever, ever. That I don't get. Right. I got to get it or why do it? Okay. I don't, I, I, I can't do that. If I got to believe it or I don't want to do it. So I got to take the moment, take the time, take whatever I need to take. Right. To understand why I'm saying what I'm saying. For example, you have a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah. And you're putting a drop in that glass of water and it's filling up, filling up to the brim. I don't say anything. I don't want to say anything until that water is spilling over. That's your line. That's your voice. As the water spills over, that's when you speak. You don't speak before. You don't. That's why I don't like to rehearse either. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to do that. You don't want to feel phony. It until feel, it's, it loses its until luster. Until it's ready to, to go. Do you hate it? You hate rehearsing? 
I rehearse at a certain level and that's it. Hey, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to say this and now that's it. Let's move on. Well, yeah. Otherwise. Does gun make you kind of talk about talk it out? And I don't want to talk stuff out that much. You just I'll, don't. Talk, I'll talk with him, but I don't want to talk with the other actors. Or like, I'd rather like you guide me while we're doing it than to just get yeah. it all out now. And then you're like, oh, this is what he's going to do. Or this is what I'm going to do. It'd be nice to not know what I'm going to do. Right. I don't want to know what I'm going to do. I don't want to know what you're going to do. I try my best to not know your lines. I don't even want to know my lines. (laughs) Honestly, I, I want my lines to be as fresh to me as they are to you when you hear them. So if I could, if, if I can do that, that satisfies me. Yeah. You know, as an actor, as an artist, I want it to be as spontaneous and fresh as possible. And sometimes it's really hard to do that. It's yeah. really hard to get that, 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 uh, that approach is, I don't know if, I'll, I don't know what you're, is that, you kind of do the same thing or I don't, I don't yeah, know. How I don't like to rehearse. Other, I don't, like, I don't to rehearse, like to rehearse, especially comedy. Much. I don't like to rehearse comedy. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. Be spontaneous. Well, I don't not, like it. Not much different than, you know, pretty straight drama. And then. it's hard when p- other actors want to rehearse. I need to rehearse. This is how I want to do it. And then you have to sort of go, okay, fuck, I don't want to be a dick, but like, uh, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but I'm not going to give it to you. I don't mind rehearsing in the early stages of just re just, just, um, learning lines. Right, right, right. That's what I've been. That's what you do anyway. That's fine. That's what you do anyway. But I'd rather not know how you're going to do it. Yeah. It sort of defeats that whole purpose of being fresh with me. Yeah. I, I'm what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't want to know what you're going to say. I don't want to know if how I have you, a line. I don't want to know how you're going to say it. But what if I have a line and you cut me off because you don't know what I'm going to say? I'm like, no, I have a fucking other line, dude. It happens. So what do you do? Go with it. Stop being such a whiny wimp. So for instance, let's say for instance, yeah. I go, go with it. Yandu. And then, and then at the end of the take, you can go back over and you go, Oh, I missed that line, but don't stop the take while it's going. So you ever had an actor say, well, hey, those I, mistakes I, can be a lot of fun. But have you ever had actors say that? Oh, I've had actors stop. I've had, uh, I've seen actors stop. Does it bother with you? Me not being in the scene, but I've seen actors stop because of somebody messes up. But those mess ups can be completely golden. They can yield such precious jewels that you would not even, can't even imagine coming out of your mouths out of the actor, other actor's mouth and your mouth as well. It can change the whole scene. But so what? They can either keep it or throw it out. Go back and you can do the lines. You can do it the way it's written if you want. Right. You know, of course you can. This was just a little flub mistake. But I don't like stopping unless unless you're just fucking it up, yeah. M- m- Mauling. Uh, yeah, unless you're like <laughs> completely off base yeah, wrong. Yeah. Hey, are you, you know? uh, you're in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you done filming? I'm done filming. Was it enjoyable? It was great. I've never seen James so uh, laid back when he came for Christmas and I saw him when he came back. There just seems like there was a calmness about it. It's all him. fake. 
Is it just yeah. fucking fake? He's, uh, he's like a, he's a nut. <laughs> Poor guy. All wound up. Is he's that what you're all, saying? Oh, that's all he does. Day and night, day and night. I never, ever want to be a director. That's just the hardest job ever. Because you've got to worry about everything. It's 24-7, dude. Even if you sleep, it's a miracle. Because you're constantly thinking about the other actors, their scenes, the, the relationships, the, the, the sets, the, the lenses, and all kinds of crap. I was just offered to direct a movie, and now I don't think I want to after hearing Dude, you say this. Dude, it is hard. Unless know, you're willing to give 24-7 oh, yeah. all, all in. If you're, if you're okay with that. I directed a feature, and I was the lead, and it was the biggest mistake of my life because I, it was just too hard. No, it's, But directing it you, alone is enough. Yeah. Everybody was telling me, Gum was like, what are you doing? Don't be the lead. Oh, and I, he was like, God, I'm almost dude. dead at the end of these fucking things. No, it's tough. It's really, really, it's unbelievably brutal. On your psyche and on your just yeah. like you have to deal with everybody else's problems. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that. Definitely you know? not. I don't want to deal with your problems. No, I don't even want to know your problems. I don't think you want to deal with your own problems. Oh, I don't want to deal. With my <laughs> own problems, true, right? Why would I want to? Why would I want to deal with your? want to deal with your problems and your problems. You two got to see together. <laughs> Do your stupid scene, man. I'm not going to direct you. I'm going to sit back and watch your scene. If I believe your scene, then we'll move on. If I don't believe your scene, if you're giving me bullshit, then I'm going to smack you upside the head. There you go. There. That's how that's you direct. My, that's, that's my. That's how you direct. That's, do you think that's, how I, uh, that's my directing style? Guardians Three is going to happen. Do you think you're going to be in it for any reason? No, why? I'm dead. I'm dead. Will they bring you back as my a different character? Dead. My character's dead. Can you play something else? I would play something else. I wouldn't. I'd mind. play something else. I would play something else, but I wouldn't want to. Why would I want to play Yandu? Yandu had a wonderful, most amazing send off that you would ever want in. In cinematic, a, a cinematic uh, Marvel history, Marvel history. My God, dude, why do you want to spoil that by bringing the character back now? Yeah, oh, I'm you. with a gun. There's there's consequences when you die. You're supposed to stay dead. <laughs> there's no consequences when you die. You're dead. Yeah, you're <laughs> dead. What the what the hell are you coming back for? Why are they bringing all these schmucks back? Give me a break. Yeah, I don't like that Move one. It's on, like everybody's dead. Movie. That's the thing I don't you like know? about a lot of movies. It's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, everybody dies at the end. I was like, yeah, come on, who's dead? Hey, look, I don't, mind dead. If, I don't mind if everybody dies as long as I'm doing the killing. That's All right? true. By the way, in Sea of Love, <laughs> we, we talked about in the beginning, that scene, you have to see Sea yeah, of Love. Sea of Love. But there's this scene, that was a great scene. where yeah, great. I couldn't believe it. I didn't All remember it, but I watched great. it. But you with Pacino, you're beating the shit out of each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you yeah. get on him. Yeah. From behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you came up with this because it wasn't written. Oh, I, I'm going to rape him like he, he, he I'm going to, I'm going to take his clothes off. You think he raped. I'm um, going to rape him and kill him. Because you think someone, he raped someone you loved. Yeah. And you are now on top of him. When I see this, you're not, obviously you're clothed, but you're beating the shit out of him and he's got him. He's beating the shit out of him. And then he acts just like he's grinding him at the end. I was like, fuck, that was your choice, wasn't it? Yeah, the director yeah. didn't say, Rooker, can you act like you're fucking Al? <laughs> Yo, the, well, the lines give you your hints. Your lines, what was the line? Do you remember the line? The line was... What did you do to show, her? What did you did do you to her? Show her? me what you did to her. Yeah, show me yeah. how you did it. You know? And as I'm ripping his clothes off, and I'm about to, I'm about to rape this guy and then kill him. Blow his brains out, right? And so in the meantime, he grabs the, 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 the little... We clocks thing. you in the head trophy with it. Yeah. Clocks me in the head, and then the fight's on, right? A dumbbell or something. Yeah, it was a trophy. It was a shooting oh, trophy. Oh, yeah, yeah, trophy. And he hits me in the head, and I go back, and then we worked out with the stunt guys, and with him, we we both did a lot of our own stuff. How long did that take to choreograph that scene? And how long did it take to shoot it? it took about a day. 
a full day. And by the way, was Al great to work with? Yeah, I thought he was great to work with. Was we, he? We understood each other really crystal clear after the first take. How so? Well, the first take, he tried choking me out. Like, really? <laughs> like, really? It yeah. hurt. Like, really? And then what'd you do? Oh, I did what I was supposed to do in the scene, which was spin around and launch my 210-pound frame with him on my back into the wall. And you did it? Of course a I did. A little harder, a little extra hard? I did it the way you're supposed to do it. Did you hurt him? I think we were both hurting at that point. And did he say, hey, sorry about that? No, he looked up to me after he, after he fell from my back and his arms left my neck. He looked up at me and said, am I... Ch you know, you don't see the choking too hard. Am I? He said that. He said, hey, am, Michael, I, am I choking am I, too hard? Am yeah. I too hard? And I go, did I too hard? And he goes. That was it? That was it. We understood each other crystal clear. But you weren't going to stop that scene. You're like, Al Pacino's choking me and I'm not going to stop. No, no, no. Let him choke me. No, if I stopped, I would have been, I would have been taken out. He would have put me to sleep. It's the most intense scene. It sounds like a lighthearted romp. Oh my yeah. god! Oh yeah, yeah. I, no, I, were you, were you, I, I totally would have been put to sleep. I was going out. I was seeing nothing but black, 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 black. Was there any kind of uh, conversation where you guys talked? Did you talk a lot? Did you, or did you just do your work? The only thing we talked a little bit, but we were both into the scene. And um, when I was on him, on top of him, and we were in between takes, I remember him saying, uh, "Rooker." Could you like lighten up a little bit? Oh yeah, that's yeah. what oh, he yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because I was just resting on it. <laughs> I was like, with, I was like this, and I was just like waiting for the scene to be uh, waiting, ready for it to cut again. I'm just hanging out on, on Al Pacino. <laughs> me, me and Al Pacino spooning, and I'm the top guy. Okay. Hey, welcome. That's enough. <laughs> and, oh. and he finally goes. He finally goes. Could you like? Let up a little bit. It was like, I was 210 pounds at that time. Almost all muscle. And and I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. <laughs> did you go I, to the premiere? And I realized. Oh did you go God. to the premiere for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he come up to you and go, it was hey, great, great job in there, great job. Dude, dude, we both did a great job. It was a wonderful sequence. And, and um, it was... <laughs> but he's pleasant to work with. He knew his lines. Was he, oh, he was great When, you, when you were working with him, because I mean, he's known as one of the best actors in the history of... Yeah, he's whatever. great to work did with. You, did you, did he always know his shit inside out? And he was just... Like the, his work ethic, how, what, what did you notice about that work ethic with Al Pacino? It was no different than the, the energy he puts into his work is, was no different than the energy I put into my work or the energy that any actor would put into their work to make sure that they do it. I almost, I don't know if this is true, but my goal is to do the scene once and then move on. I wish that was the case. It can be the case. All you got to do is have three or four cameras. That's what we did on the rooftop scene in Walking uh, The Walking Dead. When I'm chained to the rooftop, they had five cameras going all at the same time. We did, the, we did it two takes, and that was it. We moved on. Yeah, most of the time, no matter how good you but are, you they want another the and another and another and a tighter and a tighter and a middle. That. You all got it in one. Right, right. You got the camera that's doing the tight. You got the camera that's doing the wide. You got the camera that's up top. You got the camera, you got the point of view. You got the wide angle. You got yeah. all these cameras going at the same time, right? Now, as the actor, 
if you can do the scene like that scene on the rooftop and do it the way it's supposed to be done and yet in the know exactly where your cameras are then you're golden and that's that's what I did. Does Mrs. That's Rucker, what I'm good at. Does Mrs. You are good at it by the way. You're great at it. I don't like to say that I'm a technical actor but that I have, but I'm very technical. I can be very technical at the same time, uh, uh, completely opposite, you know, raw, During, you're all raw and mm -hmm. in the scene yeah, yeah, yeah. and yet still know where you need to when, be when and where that close up camera is right. and you know when where and go. where I need to turn and all that. Shit. Does Mrs. Rooker did. ever look at you and say, she sees a movie and she goes, I thought you were really wonderful in that. Does she tell you those things? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do. Well, your wife does she yeah. does she does she watch the things you do? Uh, of course she does. Yeah. Does she ever tell you anything about it? Does she does that mean something to you when you hear yeah. her say? She goes, "Yeah, you were good." That's it. <laughs> That's all she says. <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> your family members do they feel like they always say, "Hey, the, yeah." I or this. think they you know they respect my work. They know that I'm you an could, artist before I'm an actor before I'm an art uh, any any other art form any other medium. I'm an artist, no matter what. What would you do if you didn't act? I'd have a different medium. I'm an artist. All right. This is shit talking questions from my patrons. It's on Patreon. You got patrons? Yep. These are, these are shit talking Jeez. questions. Shit talking with Rosamond. These are, you can answer them quickly. Robert B. All said. All my answers are quick. Robert B. Except for all the shit that I just said. Robert B. says, do you have any uh, favorite whiskey drink? Yeah. What? He didn't ask that. What is it if I asked? Oh, what is it? I'm I, I like Jack and Coke. I do too. That's a, little, a, that's a southern with, with that's a thing. I like it a little Jack and Diet, little Jack and oh, Diet. Diet Coke. Oh, oh okay. I, know I mean, I, just the taste. I think I got. Yeah. But Jack, Jack. I like and Coke. regular Coke, two limes, and uh, yeah. Nico P. Have you always been so energetic? I don't see myself as energetic, but I've always been like this. By the way, nobody could sleep like you. Nobody could sleep like you. You will sleep on a set during a scene. You will fall asleep anywhere. Is that true? I can sleep anywhere, anytime. That's a, I can uh, sleep right now. That's I why can, you're still alive. If I close my eyes, I can go to sleep within a minute. I think or you're two. asleep right now. I could. Jill E., what was it like working on Mall Rats? It was fun. Okay. Thank you. Lisa, just wondering if he can ever look at a chocolate covered pretzel the same way if he eat, and if he still eats them. I do. I love them. What's that from? More rats. Oh, it is? It's the same thing? <laughs> the chocolate-covered pretzels? When oh, they yeah. stink oh, palm yeah, me? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jerry W., I'm curious what's expected of professional actors when it comes to memorizing. We already talked about memorizing lines. Yeah. How many pages per day are you expected to commit to memorizing for filming? We've already talked about that, Jerry W. Yeah, I Jerry think W., yeah, that's, a, that's a stupid question. It's a great, it's a great question, but we answered it. <laughs> Jerry W., you got Rooker to say that, though. You're going to like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian H., how did you prepare for his role as Henry? We talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, and I said my answer was I did. there was no preparation at all needed. And uh, did the role affect you in any way? It, it started your career, didn't it? Yes. I love it, how you look to Ryan. Right, Ryan? Right. I know. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan's sitting here next to me, and when I say there's no preparation, have you seen the movie? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. my God, it's great. Henry, Fuck, that's what started his career. That was his break, and he was, uh, it was, it was I scary. Love, I love saying that to people because then they, they just stop. Like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Ugh. I should know that. Oh, wait a minute. And then I, then I ask. You need a ride home? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucas M., I loved you in Slither. 
gun yeah. gun directed it. What is your favorite or most memorable role to date and why? Your most memorable role. You love Jim Slither, but what's your most memorable role to date that you just love that you're like, that's the one I'll go down for. That's the one I love. You know, I I I have to say that the rooftop scene in was amazing. Walking Dead. I can't say what one. It's really tough to say But that's the first one. one that came to mind. The first ins- one that came to mind was that one. But also the second one is the moment, the moment when I take Chris Pratt's head and his face in my hands. You know? Yeah. During Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. That was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful moment. And You got uh, emotional for real. Well, you... How do you not? How can you not? Yeah. We, you don't plan on stuff like that. I, I don't plan on stuff like that. If it happens, it happens. Did you do any takes where you actually cry, where Gunn wanted you to cry, but then didn't it, use it? I don't ever do that. If some director says that to me, I tell them, go fuck off. Don't say cry. You know, don't say anything. I don't know what's going to happen in the scene. Ooh. Give me a break. How do I know what's going to happen in the scene? It I says haven't, cry. I haven't done the scene. I don't care what the script says. Cry. <laughs> it says, it says cry on page three. It's stupid when they do that. That's stage you know, direction. The reality is this. I will say this, Rooker. People always try not to cry in real life. Yeah. That's, you, that's, that's what the, the, the reality trying, is. People try not to cry. Crying is not the goal. Should never be the goal as an actor. If you... You're more apt to shed a tear if you try not to. Tom, who woke you up after the fil- filming? One Yond- tear. That's all you get, Rooker. <laughs> Tom says, who woke you up after filming Yondu's funeral scene? <laughs> who woke you up? Which time? I went to sleep <laughs> I mean, about five or six times. Gone on the microphone? We did about five or six takes. Uh, Michael, Michael. No, I was, I can sleep and still know what's going on. That's that's crazy. You can as be asleep as, and still know what's going yes, on as subconsciously. As, subconsciously, as soon as as soon as the cut was cut, I wake up. As soon as they said He's a action, robot. He's a fucking machine. As soon as he said action, within I don't know ten seconds or so, I was sleeping. Joshua H. What actress or actor you didn't know before filming Guardians impressed you the most after working with them? Somebody you know, came to mind. Somebody yeah, well, came Chris, to mind. Chris Pratt. You didn't really know him. I didn't know him. And then no. you, he blew you away. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. I loved him. He was great, uh, a really hard worker, and and um, yeah, he did an awesome job, man. He's a star. Janelle asks, what are your best and worst memories about filming The Walking Dead? Well, we talked a lot about that. Yeah, best and worst memories. Best memories are, you know. The, the camaraderie. Lunch. lunch. Yeah, yeah, the lunches. Hanging were, out. Lunches were great. The food was good. Food was good. <laughs> The bad thing was they were cheap and didn't pay you shit, right? <laughs> the bad thing was that you were dealing with the environment. It is so hot. It is so miserable in the summertime, running around, dirty and filthy, you know, trying to do a, a, a scene. And they weren't, they weren't that cheap. They paid what they could afford at that period in time, you know? Raj, last question. Have you ever uh, had any funny, crazy interactions with Stallone between your time on Cliffhanger and Guardians? Well, I remember in Guardians yes. 2 when he was like, couldn't get the light. Like, What's the light? No, that wasn't even the best time. For me and him, it was me and him. I may post it. It was me and him taking selfies of each other. As standing together like this. We were standing together like this. 
and we're taking selfies of each other, yet it looked like we're taking selfies of ourselves. <laughs> it's like our egos were so right out there, yeah. you know? It looked as, the way the, the angle was, it looked as if I'm taking a picture of myself and he's taking a picture of his self, but we're actually taking two selfies at the same time. Do you want to... Um... Do you think you'll act for the rest of your life? Is that what you want to do? You think you'll act till you'll die? Like when you're 80, 90, you want to still, you, you think you'll ever quit? When did you put a number on it? Well, Jeez, do, you, well do you think you're ever going to take the Airstream and go do your thing and say, forget about me. I'm done. I've done it. I've done everything. I'm done. No, I haven't done everything. I have hardly even scratched a surface. One day there will be someone who will hire me in a role that we not only scratch the surface, but we fucking blow it up. So you still yeah. haven't played that role. No, I have not. In your head that is no. so no. beyond like, like you're going to have to dig deep. You're going to have to. I haven't played the role. Really? Henry, Yandu. No. All these other fucking crazy roles. No. Not even scratch the surface. I don't think so. Do you think it's going to be a, 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 a bad guy, a bad character, or it's going to be an emotional? Is that what you're talking about? Maybe like, a little of all of that. You want to do comedy? I'm not a very funny guy. I think you are, though. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to be funny. You're funny right now. See, if you just kept this face with me right now. Yeah. See, we could do Mutt and Jeff. <laughs> you can be funny if you want, but I'm not going to be funny. But that's what's funny. That's what's funny. So you are funny. We'll do a little stand-up if you want. Would you ever Go do stand-up? What's ahead. the one thing that scares you? Yeah, nothing. That you wouldn't do stand-up comedy, you do it? <laughs> you get on no. stage and do stand-up. Of course. You would? Yeah, yeah, sure. Swim with sharks? No, I don't swim with sharks. Would I you? Don't, I don't swim anywhere where I'm not head of the food chain. Or do you? I did swim with sharks. No, I didn't. I, sw- I was in a cage. You know who swims with sharks? Idiots. <laughs> Pretty much. Shark bait? <laughs> uh, how far do you live from me? Because you're going to go back in your new truck. I was about 40 minutes away. And what do you listen to when you're uh, you, you quiet? You know, I just, I just uh, put the, uh, the radio, I just signed up for that radio. Uh, serious? Serious radio, yeah. The truck had, it still had about three months uh, uh, at, of a trial. Right, and you liked it. And But I hadn't, I didn't have it on the whole way across the country. You know, because I didn't want to stop driving to pull over and take the time. Right. You know, I was just yeah. driving and having fun driving. You listen and to country music? I listen to a lot of stuff. I listen to country. I like blues. I like jazz. I like... Uh, Crosby, uh, go- Stills, I and like, Nash? I like gospel. Really? Uh, yeah, I like uh, um, uh, bluegrass. That's all Alabama shit right I there, isn't it? I love all that stuff. All the Alabama stuff. Yeah, I love all that stuff. Dude, this has been great. Jeff you fun? We didn't talk about really anything that we did the first time. It's just fun. It's just t- two guys talking. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that the the theme of your show here? No. Two guys. St- two, two guys, guys talking, talking about nothing. Two guys talking about nothing. No, it was. You know, I like this because you're. Uh, I you're, think that should be your theme from now on. Because when you start and try to talk about something, it sounds stupid. Like what? I mean, when uh, your other shows, yeah, the, the ones without me, all the other shows. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Hey, by the way, I, you know, yeah. I, as you can see around here, I get autographs from, from some posters and shit. Yes. I, I like it. You know, some yeah. people get me them. Sometimes I have a guest and I'm like, yeah. oh, I have a karate kid. Right. Do you think it's A, do you think it's weird? And B, do you would, want, would you, you want me to get you one? 
One, well, Which it, one would you want of my? I'd probably Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Henry? I mean, that's where it all started. Got, and you I were got, Henry. I got. You have a Henry poster? I have a Henry poster for your ass. Really? That will blow you away. It is so amazing. And the designer of this poster, he only did like 40 of them. Really? Yeah. You'll give me one and sign it? Yeah, I'll, Did I'll, I'll put it up in here? I'll give you one and I'll give you one and sign it for you. Fuck yeah, you hear that, Ryan? Do you think it's weird for actors to get autographs from other actors? No, I do sometimes. Who do you do? Um, what do you get? Whoever I have time for. So who? If if there's a moment in the in the shoot that I uh, that I have time. Pacino, and, when you're on his back grinding him, did you say, "Hey, could I get you know? Hey, I'll give you an autograph after the scene." Give me let me do a scene. First. I'll give you an autograph after the scene. <laughs> did you get a picture of let an autograph? Just, let me just finish. <laughs> oh, ah, yeah. What'd you do? Did you get, did you sign? Did you sign? <laughs> he didn't sign anything for you. Who no, signed? God, Stallone. No, dude, Stallone. That's you. Don't be sick. Okay. Well, who did? Who did? Who's autograph? We were doing did you a get? great scene. That was a great scene. That was a scary scene, dude. It, it was Didn't intense. Didn't you think that was scary? In, in, beyond intense. It was so intense that I was when I, I had forgotten about it uh, that I was listening. I was watching it, and Jess was on the other side on our computer going. I didn't need to even see that fucking scene. That's oh, how intense it was. That was That's what she said. Very, very intense. Incredible. Scene. That had to be in your reel for many years. Very intense scene. Yeah. So who whose autograph have you gotten? I don't even do a reel anymore. I do know, you, Abby. You don't need do one. You anymore. do a reel? I don't have a reel anymore. I have a reel from years ago. But I wouldn't I mind doing a reel. I like doing my reels because you have a lot of great stuff. I enjoyed editing my reels. You edited your reels. Yeah, I did all my editing. So this is when I was great. Reels. I want to do this. This is I, this. By the way, I it like, couldn't hurt if somebody's like Michael Rooker. Oh yeah, I've seen the guy. Blah, blah blah. But when you put True Detective a moment, you put Yondu, and you put fucking, yeah. you know, not maybe I don't know about Fantasy Island because I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. you know, maybe uh, maybe the outtakes Fast where you're Furious dying nine. of heat exhaustion. No, I'm in Fast, or nine. Fast and Furious Nine. That, you, know, you know, I'm in uh, the Suicide Squad. Right? Suicide Squad. I mean, you know, all these things in Henry. Maybe. It's like God, this guy could do everything. I'm hiring this guy. Yeah, you would hope. Well, that's what's happened. Well, All right, so what autographs? Yeah, no, I've I've worked a lot. I've been very, very happy and very pleased. You're with, grateful with what's what's been. Um, I've been blessed at getting a chance to do. Yeah, so I one one day maybe. What autograph do you have at home that you you asked another actor for an autograph? Name a couple or any any. Oh 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 oh! I got an autograph from uh, Studs Turkle. Studs Studs Turkle. You know Studs Turkle, he's a writer, Chicago writer. No, yeah, I should know you that. Remember the movie Eight Men Out? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he played one of the uh, reporters. And you got an autograph with from John, him with John Sales. Yeah, he's a great writer. Look at his look at. I will. Look, I should know that. I, I don't, I'm pretty ignorant with a lot of things. Yeah, but so you you would get an but autograph. He's not, he's not an actor. Do you wish you would have Pacino's author. autograph or no? You know what? Um, I I don't. I actually honestly don't think a lot about it. And then once the movie's over like, and we're, why didn't I do and that? then I, I said, Oh man, I should have gotten an autograph. Like how about, you know, I should have had the whole cast sign a guardians poster. <laughs> yeah. You they can, do that. You know, we you can do get that. that though. You know, don't you we get do one. That? We do that. Yeah. But why don't you get one? You know, it's funny. They I don't always have a... promise that they're going to get you one and they never do. By the way, let me tell you something. You can get yourself an autograph guardians poster. You can. Yeah. How do you want me to just get you one? Where are you going to get it? I'm going to call the director of the movie, who's our, one of our best Why, does friends. He have, does he have some store? I'm sure he's, someone's going to have a poster. They'll give it to you that's signed by everybody, and you put it in your uh, hey, rec I room. I don't have one. 
All right. I'll get you, get you me a Henry. Henry. I'll get you a Henry. You get me a Guardians. I'm, I'm getting one of the lead roles, one of the biggest roles in Guardians. I'm going to get him a poster of his own movie. I love you. Thank you for coming Thank here today. You, Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you again. Good deal. Amazing interview. I really, I really love talking to the guy, and uh, he's a lot of fun. I have to remind him that I've had back surgeries because he likes to tackle me and put me in headlocks and things like that. I love going to conventions with him and seeing him there. It's just a, he's, he's with like, he, like I am with my fans, very affectionate and loud and fun and just vocal. He is that way. And so we have a lot of fun together and like, uh, we meet up with Sean Gunn, my good buddy, Sean. Uh, all right, let's give a shout out real quick to the uh, top tier patrons. Before that, I'd like to tell you that hopefully if this is all good by October, well, July 2nd, remember, Austin North Door back-to-back live podcast inside of you. Zach Levi's the guest. Hopefully that continues. That will be on July 2nd if all is said and done all is well. And then um, so much else. I mean, there's a lot of conventions if, if those come back later in the year. And um, what else I wanted to, I want to share with you? Oh, I'm still planning on doing Camp Rosie. I know I've said it. There's no links out there, but uh, there's not going to be many tickets, but it's Halloween weekend, October 30th, October 31st, those two nights. It's like you're at summer camp. You are at summer camp, but you're an adult. And there's uh, costumes at night, costume parties. We have a Halloween one, of course. We have 80s. We have a DJ. We're going to have... It's all you could drink, all you could eat for the weekend. Gluten-free stuff, healthy stuff, uh, along with kickball, dodgeball, capture the flag, all that stuff. It's going to be so much fun. My friends will be there. So make sure you, you're on top of it and check with my social media and listen to the podcast. And Because that once that link goes up, you know, there's only going to be like 150 tickets. And I guarantee 50 of them are going to be my friends. And another 50 are going to be my patrons. And the other 50 are you. I don't know who I was doing right there. Macho Man Savage. Here are the top tier patrons. I couldn't do this show without them because right now they're su- they're uh, they're supplying the goods. They're they're uh, amidst this tough time. I, I like the word amidst, but they're uh, they're pledging money. They're, they're they're helping out the podcast. Their choice, and they've decided to do that, which is wonderful. So uh, I appreciate that. So check out Patreon if you haven't. Um, here we go. Allison L, Andrew C, Angelina G, Barry I, Barry I, you've been around. I always F your name up because I see this one line, I, it's I, it's Barry I. If it's not, you're going to hate me. All of a sudden I see deleted patron, Barry I, or Barry L, Bob B, Bob R, Bortex, Brian H, Chris, CJP, Emily K, Emily S, Hamza B, Jake M, Jason D, Jason W, Jennifer S. Hi, Jennifer S. Jerry W, Jerry, Jelly, Joshua D, Catherine M, Kevin R, Kimberly E, Lauren G, Leah S, or Lee, whatever you want, Sister Christian. Mark A, Melissa R, Mike E, Nancy D, Neil W, Nico P, Raj. I got to talk to Raj on Instagram Live. He's got more toys than I do. Ream. I'll ream you out, man. Robert uh, Robert B. Old Robert B, Samantha M, Sarah V, Stacy B, Tabitha, Tiana, Trisha, Vanessa in the sky, and yours truly, everybody, Yukiko. I love Yukiko. What am I doing? Uh, you know what else I'm doing? If you go on Zoom, they have this thing where you can share the screen. And I like to, with all my friends, show them an old, uh, my favorite clip from SNL. They could show me funny stuff, and we kind of share it. Um, and by the way, tweet me and Instagram me any movies or documentaries I should watch. Horror, I like horror. 
but I've probably seen it all. There was a movie I saw called The uh, The Platform. Did you guys see that? Platform? Really good on Netflix. It's, so it's free if you have Netflix. Well, I guess you're paying monthly, but... Um, anyway, I can't uh, I can't thank you guys enough for the support you've given me for this podcast. And uh, anything you could do. Remember, the podcast is free. So anything you could do if you're enjoying it and you get something out of it. These guests open up. They talk about their anxieties, their depressions, all these things that are so important. I'm going to try and get some health people on here. Uh, and what do you guys think? I mean, I'm going to have to Zoom some guests soon if this keeps going because I, I have a couple more guests in the, in the can, as they call it. But what do you think? Would you still watch it if it was on Zoom? If, it, if I mean, it would be on this, still on the YouTube channel and Spotify, but I'd have to Zoom some guests. But I get the, it doesn't matter. You listen to Jensen Eccles. He was on there. Uh, so uh, there you have it. But I love all the support. Thank you so much. And a big shout-out to, uh, a random shout-out to Brandy Eady, who does all my merch. I think I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, left on Laurel Hat. She, uh, she made the hat. She makes a lot of the shirts. She does a lot of stuff, and uh, I couldn't do it without her. It's the Inside of You online store. You can get Left on Laurel merch and Inside of You merch. We're coming out with new T-shirts, too, that I'm designing, or I'm having this guy design. If you like the blue ones, we're trying to do something different. Um, again, I don't know what to say. Thank you for the support. I love you all. Keep tuning in. Please tell your friends. Force them to watch it. Grab their phone. Subscribe. Uh, you know, got to keep this going, man. I really love it, um, and I hope you do. So thank you for allowing me to get inside all of you. And I miss Ryan. I miss him sitting here right now. If you can see it, it's just it's just a pair of cans. That didn't sound right. It's a set of cans. That didn't sound right either. It is a it's headphones that are resting on this couch. So get over it. Um, that's about it. I love you so much. Thank you. I mean it. Um, be safe. Be healthy. Be happy. Laugh. Be busy. Exercise. All right. I'm fuck. I'm gonna fuck off now. Thanks. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.